so, uh, concussion protocol. Oh, so jump, jump right into it. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Uh, no, I just thought we were in the middle of a conversation there. Um, yeah. Concussion protocol, week eight. Welcome, welcome. Week eight? Is it, it's week nine now. And we're in episode eight. That's yeah, why. That's, that's why. thank you. Episode eight, but it's week nine. But we've actually done... 13 well, or whatever. 13? Yeah, I think it's like about that. 13 episodes. Yeah. I don't know. But here we are. Here we are again. Talking about fantasy football. Yeah, and uh, after we wrap... And the wasteland that is the NFL. Oh my god, everyone's I would like to actually start by quickly telling the story of how last week on the couch we were watching Red Zone, and for a brief moment when Kiri Robinson was crying and being cut off the field due to all the injuries that happened that day, all in the small amount of time... I actually felt really bad watching the NFL. For you me. got a look on your face. <laughs> you got this really interesting we, look on your face. I looked over at you, and it was like I heard Simon and Garfunkel singing "Hello Darkness." <laughs> totally. You just looked like you couldn't do football. Yeah, anymore. yeah. I, I almost had to walk out of the room for a minute. Almost. Let's. Yeah, I mean, it's let's football. Get, Woo, let's, football. Yeah, yeah. We got back into it pretty quick, but there was a moment where it was like, "What is happening? What is this that we're watching?" But it has very that last week has. Changed a lot of things in uh, the fantasy world. That's yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And you know, this is what's so fun about fantasy football is that for all the pain that that caused, and all the people out there who are suffering, and if you're one of them, I'm very sorry. I know how that feels. Think about all the people who, like you, whose seasons might have been saved by this chaos. Yes, exactly. Because you had number one waiver position, and, and Leveon Bell explodes. It. I saved it, and I saved it, and yep. I saved it, and then Leveon Bell goes down. And now you've got D'Angelo Williams, who's a season saver. I yeah. mean, that's what he is, He's right? Gonna He's get going the job to get done yeah, and, and Jeremy Langford, you know, I mean, granted, Matt Forte, they're saying he's literally day-to-day, so he could be back next week. He could be back the week after. But, but for those two weeks, Jeremy Langford is going to be huge We've got for some somebody. interesting... Uh, like uh, backups to play yeah. in the next little while. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch. Lang- Langford's chaos. really exciting to watch because he was. there's a guy who is brand new and touted as being great and but stuck behind Forte of, you know, yeah, he's never going freaking anyway. Forte. Yeah. Yeah. And so now he's finally going to get his chance. It's like Charcantric all over again. Same yeah, situation, exa- right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and look at what Charcantric is doing for people right now. Right? Mm. That's again, that was a season saver. Someone someone got fucked by Jamal Charles getting horribly injured and someone's season was saved. And yeah. that's the wonderful chaos of fantasy football. It it's is just totally wonderful. So chaos. exciting right now. Um, so, so we were just talking actually about about uh, the, the psychic who apparently, or the time traveler, uh, we don't know which it is, who plays in our in our fantasy football league. Every year we make fun of his team, and every year he manages to make this one like prescient trade where he gets out from behind some bullshit. Last year was when he swindled you. We thought he had been swindled. He sent LaShawn McCoy to you for Antonio Gates, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, Antonio Gates is old, his career's done, he mm-hmm. sucks, right? Mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy's a starting running back. LaShawn McCoy proceeded to do pretty well, nothing for the rest. Everything of Everything he's done so far. Yeah, he's pretty much it hasn't changed since then. He's, I mean, he's yeah. had a couple of good weeks, kind of here and there. But he's, but he's, he's not a, not the Lashawn McCoy that everyone no he's knew hitting, and loved. He's hitting the Maurice Jones Drew portion of his career where he's just name brand at this point. There's yeah, no, there's no sparkle. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so you and, and you sent him Antonio Gates, who proceeded to have this massive resurgence last year. Uh, yeah, which is right kind of, after I traded. Yeah, and so we were all kind of like, well, that, he made the wrong decisions for the wrong reasons, but it worked out for him. You know what I mean? So we kind of wrote that one off. John, if you're listening, kudos, because this year, 
six weeks ago, he was telling me, I, I think Andrew Luck is worse than people think. I don't want to trade. He was talking about how he didn't want T.Y. Hilton in a trade or something. And I was calling him crazy because I was saying T.Y. Hilton's going to be Andrew Luck's wide receiver for the next rest of his career, right? Now he looks like a genius. So I'm going to have to ask him to pick my lotto numbers for a moment now because I don't know what the fuck was going on there. But he seems to just be like the swami of fantasy football. I don't think there's, you know... Lux suck is in a slump, but he he'll he'll come around. I, I think no, he's yeah, he more will. talented he than uh, some people are giving him credit for right now. But if I owned a piece of the of the Colts right now, I'd be real unhappy. I, I will say that. Like, yeah, long term in a keeper setting, like I might be trying to acquire him. You know, if someone's really disappointed in him right now. But short term, ugh, that is not a good team, and they don't seem to know what they're doing. So I don't I don't like you know someone in our league just acquired Frank, Frank Gore. I was huge on Frank Gore in the preseason mm-hmm. because I saw him as being unfairly devalued for his age and the fact that he was going to score a shitload of touchdowns in this Colts offense. Well, the Colts offense sucks. Yeah. So now Frank Gore is just really old and on a bad team. And that, to me, is kind of less desirable. He's not ever going to get more than 12 touches, 14 touches a game, especially now that they have Bradshaw there. Bradshaw looked great last week. I don't know if you saw that game. Ahmad Bradshaw looks like he can still ball. So... Yeah, uh, sell your Colts, man. That's that's my advice right now. Yeah, they're they're it's pretty rough in the in the Colts zone. Yeah. Um, what else happened this week that we can? Uh... Well, Kyrie Robinson going out is huge for Mark Ingram and yeah. uh, CJ Spiller to a lesser extent. I think. Yeah. Uh, Who else got hurt? Everyone got hurt. Um, Steve Smith. Oh, Steve God, Smith. that's devastating. He's the only guy I believe when... Okay, so I was saying earlier how I, this is the season for old men being like, I'm going to play for 10 more years, uh, like Tom Brady just said. And just uh, this morning, uh, Adrian Peterson said he would like to play for 10 more years. And... Uh, Steve Smith says he's going to play next year, and Steve Smith is kind of the only one I believe out of those Yeah, three yeah. Guys. Because when Steve Smith uh, ripped his Achilles tendon, he was doing so while playing football with a broken back. So, like, when this man says he intends to do something with his body, you might just believe him. Yeah. You know, if he was like, I'm going to go pick up that minivan, I would, like, stick around to watch him do it. Because yeah. chances are it's like a 50 50 toss. Uh, who else? Yeah, who we're else hoping to see him back. Oh, yeah. No, Steve Smith's one of my all time favorite NFL players. Um, in the unlikely event that Steve Smith is mis- listening to this podcast, I love you, Smith. Uh, Godspeed on your recovery, but <laughs> highly uh, unlikely. Highly unlikely, and and that makes a bad Ravens team worse. Um, oh, we could talk about how Michael Floyd is having a bit of a, yeah, a yeah. surgence back into his the career he was told he was supposed to have yeah. until John Brown kind of showed up and stole it from him, and now it seems like <laughs> Floyd's coming back to steal it back. It's you know, it's not My, nothing I would complain about. There's some first world problems going on over there. Like, oh, yeah. uh, we have two good receivers who are going back and forth. The, the 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 Michael Floyd thing, I think, is the exact same thing as what just happened with his C.J. Anderson last week. Nothing sharpens your focus like being right about to lose your job. Mm-hmm. And Michael Floyd was about to just be nobody on that team because he was seen as a bust. John Brown was eating his lunch. You know, he gets a chance and he fucking concentrated on catching those balls. You know, he wasn't dropping stuff like he was he used to. Uh, it's the same thing with CJ Anderson, right? The, Ronnie Hillman's name is starter. Ronnie Hillman gets his injury in the, in the game. He tweaks his hamstring and CJ Anderson's like, north-south. 
Mm-hmm. I, I am going to run through whatever the fuck is there because I need to keep this job. This is a nice job. If you've been holding on to him all this time, now it's not the time to panic again. No. Because he might be coming back around. I would agree. Hillman's apparently getting the start there, but... Yeah. Um, as we've seen, people get hurt, and Hillman, he's tiny. He's a tiny guy, and, and for a few very talented running backs in the league, that has worked very well. To be tiny and actually kind of hide, yeah. hide and shift, like kind of a, like McCoy, like, yeah, yeah. And, but it's a tough game to play, and uh, Anderson seems to be getting his focus back, starting yeah. to see better holes. So. Just keep watching those. Well, matchups. again, there's a reason. The reason I, I compare those two situations is because Bruce Arians this week said something really interesting in the media. He said I, Michael Floyd's going to steal John Brown's job. Mm-hmm. He's going to, you know, John Brown's injured right now. That's how John Brown yeah. got Michael Floyd's job. He's double heavy. It's not a good yeah. time. And so, so Bruce Arians is, is turning to his players and saying, "You want the job? Ball play out, man. The yeah, game. Yeah, play, play the game. Play football. But that's that's. I really respect that yep. over there because when you have a team that's so full of talent and veteran leadership, it's and like competition. Like and, the Seahawks. Yeah. It looks a lot like the Seahawks. Uh, okay, but um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't know. But, like, it kind of does. I think the talent level overall on the Cardinals is better than the Seahawks. Uh, no, actually, I agree with that. It's more that the, that model of being like whoever is best wins. Yes, Matt yeah. Flynn gets fifteen yes. million dollars. Don't yeah. give a fuck. It's Russell. But Wilson. I'm talking about that, how they're playing that game. Yeah. But they also have like so many veteran guys who've been there before to all help the rest of the talent. You know, live Get up to their street, live yeah. up to their full potential. Yeah, and the coach is just being like, "Hey, you ball out, you play," and I bet you, you know. Job winning, losing, isn't as much of a concern as it could be in a person's career. Yeah, at, no, it's not. in this in this team and format. I bet you they are having fun. Like John Brown, double hamstring. He's he's pissed about it, I'm sure, but he's also happy that he's got another guy on his team that yeah, can do what yeah, he does yeah. and give him the rest he needs to come back and do, like wait until all three of them are going. Yeah, off. you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's a great place. It's a great place to own a quarterback. I'll and, tell you that. And and that's where to me it ties. Well, we've it, said that before. Yeah. Well, and and he's proven it correct right he's been he's been playing out of his mind Carson Palmer has uh, but to, to get back to CJ Anderson I think that, that when when uh, Kubiak just said alright it's Hillman's job now Hillman's the lead running back started speaking like that mm-hmm. the interesting thing is yes he started giving Hillman more touches and frankly Hillman earned them mm-hmm. however like you said one Hillman is, is uh, he's just not as tough between the tackles as CJ mm-hmm. Anderson so there's a risk there that the wear and tear is going to creep up on him the same way it does Gio Bernard always gets more banged up than Jeremy Hill yeah. same situation yeah. but the thing with CJ Anderson is that he was still involved in all of these games when Ronnie Hillman was quote unquote the leader right so clearly Kubiak hasn't like it's not like what, what Ken Weisenhunt was doing in Tennessee with Bishop Sankey, where when he demoted him, he was like, I'm going to put you on a raft and push you out into the sea. I mm-hmm. never want to see Bishop Sankey again, right? No, no, no. C.J. Anderson is still involved. The coach still likes him for some things. He can still steal that job back. So you're right. It's not it, it's not like getting fired at your job to, to be demoted in these situations. If you can compete, you can still get back into the coach's good graces. Another place that I kind of like this sort of story right now, and actually the whole team is, is fun to watch because it's like a 
It's like they're in a tumbler dryer, and yeah. it's hard to, for them to get their legs. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah. Because right now, uh, it's an exciting week to watch them because Tyrod's coming back. Mm-hmm. Watkins is probably yeah. going to play. LaShawn McCoy is in and there. Carlos and Williams. Carlos Williams yeah. has gotten over his concussion. Yeah. So th- this is the team that looked good yeah. when they made that switch to Tyrod in the first place. There yeah, was yeah. like a flash in the pan yeah. second. Yeah. So now they're finally coming back to that with the experience of being banged up. Mm-hmm. So you know that that makes you smarter. Yeah, and and they're playing Miami, who's good enough to be a real competition. So you actually have to try. So you can't just write it off as like beating the Bears or beating yeah. the, the Lions. But are, are also but in the throes of their own. Good. They're also in the throes of their own season. Exactly. You know what I mean. Yeah. Same as the Bills. Yeah. Not in the same way as the Bills. Although Cameron Wake going down, yeah. they're panicking over there to try yeah. and fill his role. Um, the Bills were more injury, and then the the Dolphins were more like just management, competence. And, yeah, I'd yeah. say communication. Go, yeah, but yeah. still, they're both fighting their own selves in their seasons, and they're coming together. It's going to be it's going to be a hell of a fun game, game to yeah. watch. A fun game, to and, watch. and I think that, that whoever wins that game, I think that's going to be sort of the story of their seasons. You know, one of them is going to trend down from here, and the other is going to trend up. I can see be, the TSN turning point. Yeah, TSN exactly. Turning point. Trend uh, because trend I think you're right. Other than <laughs> Percy Harvin being whatever you know he's afflicted with harvinitis or whatever it is yeah uh other than him still being out this is their their more or less healthy team i think robert woods is still injured too which is a shame because he's a nice night number three wide receiver yeah i i don't think he's far out yeah like clay's fully healthy expected to play so you know i think this is going to be a good game i'm starting tyrod taylor because russell wilson's on a bye this week and i'm feeling pretty good about it i you know i don't think he's going to get 30 points but i think he'll beat 15 and that's you know that's where you start, in my opinion. You know what I like looking looking down this death chart. Um, just so everybody knows, our favorite tools are all on FantasyPros.com. If you don't use the site, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. It's good stuff. But anyway, as I as I scroll down the depth chart here, uh, it's not too often that you see only three players on the Dallas Cowboys are are owned in our league. Yeah, yeah. 12 person league, eight bench slots. Only three Dallas Cowboys are owned. Yeah. Um, I just wanted, because we were always talking about Christy Michael, I heard this morning that uh, while at practice, Christy Michael got yelled at like a first-time construction worker who was walking around when he should be, you know, trying to get something done, trying to look busy. Because anybody out there who's done the trades knows that if you're not the boss, you better look fucking busy when the boss is around. And so it sounds to me like... Uh, he was being a lazy man at practice. That's he actually got hand. yelled at, yeah. and then he got pulled aside and uh, talked to about you know his conduct and stuff. So that that whole Christine Michael train for me, it's uh, it's getting to be dead in the water now. We have to remember that um, McFadden is running well, yeah, but he's the only, still the only guy ahead of. Christine Michael. So still, there's until there's a move made by Dallas to like get somebody else to play that Christine Michael role. He still has value as yeah. the handcuff, and he's definitely next on the list. But 
his stock just keeps keeps slipping. Yeah, it yeah. seems. I, I wish he just looks so determined on the field, but then you hear that that about knucklehead. him. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and, and you know, I think that if it was if it was any other team but Dallas, he they would have done something about it before now. Like he, the reason that he's still even in the in the in the conversation there is well, yeah, it's a lack of talent other than him, but it's also because they put up with Greg Hardy, they put up with Des Bryant back when he was a head case. Joseph Randall was apparently insane this whole time, so. Like, you know, they're they're pretty tolerant of this kind of shit. But Christine Michael, I mean, getting yelled at for being lazy—that's not what I want to see. This is his whole reputation coming into this team, right? This is why the Seahawks cut him. Exactly, Uh, and he's in a position right now where he could, you know, make a career for himself. And this is the kind of story you hear. That's just like. Yeah, total knuckle, yeah. knucklehead. It's a, it's the way to do it. CJ I mean, Anderson like, and Michael Floyd reacted to their situations by grabbing hold of of that football. job and doing it. Yeah, right. And, Footballing and that football. Christine Michael is behind. Darren has never been healthy for a full season in his entire career. Yeah. McFadden, and he's uh, getting yelled at. He's getting yelled at. Um, another team, as I'm scrolling down, that I just wanted to mention something about is the Broncos because a couple, just to toot our own horn, a couple weeks ago uh, it was said that. Um, the, that Peyton Manning hasn't had a good tight end there for a while, and he relies heavily on having a good tight end yep. to make receptions when where he wants to go isn't open. He likes to look at that yeah, that check tight end, tight check, end. check down at the tight end route. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a couple weeks after that, in fact, uh, we haven't uploaded it yet. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> in our part two of the NSC part two roundup, of, yeah. of the NSC roundup, um, we said that the only value really in San Francisco right now is possibly Vernon Davis if he gets traded to a decent team. Yeah, and that was funny. Look at that. Yeah. Now Peyton Manning has a tight end that he might be able to rely on. Do I? Jump on the Vernon Davis train and throw him in the lineup? No, I don't. No, no, no. Because it's going to take him a little bit to get into the offense. But if Vernon Davis is happy with this trade and uh, is stoked to be in Denver, he's a veteran, Manning's a veteran, it won't take long. Yeah, they'll sit down together and read that playbook together and get get you know on the same wavelength. When the coach has already said that they're going to play him yeah. in his first game and he, he just got he probably doesn't even have a place to live yet yeah like then you know that they have confidence that it might work i mean they made the trade right yeah 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 so and he's look good. look, I mean, look he's oh good. he is good he yeah. is good and and san francisco is a bad bad team yeah and denver is doing well yeah like Peyton doesn't look like the guy he used to but that tight end position is part would of the problem. Be yeah. Ex- yeah. Is exactly what he needs yeah. to to you know keep things flowing for him. He's not going to be doing the same things he's always mm-hmm. done, but he's still the like mm-hmm. one of the best that ever was. And the so. running game clicking is also helping him too. So mm-hmm. I think that we we've, we've been we've been poo-pooing Denver a lot on this podcast the last couple of weeks uh and and I'm not I'm I'm not saying that they're a buy right now, but they're definitely a hold at this point and if you can get a really good deal on a guy, someone, you know, what let CJ Anderson, you know, like uh, Emmanuel Sanders. If you can get one of those component pieces for cheap, it, now it might be the time to to take a swing at that. Uh, 
we can just say the Detroit Lions right now are oh, really cleaning shop and yeah. trying to do Next. what they can. I don't, I, they, I don't care about that team anymore. Well, just know. know that they're firing management. Basically, apparently the owner was just walking to office to office this morning and being like, N- you're done, you're good, you're done, you stay. What do you do around here? Yeah, mm. exactly. So the, so at least they're shaking shit up. They don't, they're, they're a talented team who... Are losing bad, and you know, look for maybe things to change a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the one hesitation I have is um, they fired both the president and the general manager in the yeah. middle of the season, which is it's not basically. Chances are it's going to tank now. Yeah, exactly. And because now you're going to have you, this. This is where you start to get into these danger zones of like, oops, we yeah. forgot to book enough hotel rooms, so two of our offensive linemen <laughs> had to sleep in the lobby. Yeah. You know, like like they, because they don't now ever. For me, it's like, hey, Lions, uh, like the off season's pretty long. Yeah, yeah like exactly. you could have done any exactly. of this then, yeah. and or after we, this season, yeah. right? Like and now you lost a bunch of games, and you're like, oh, we suck. We got to do something. What the Fuck, man! Yeah. You had all the offseason. You fired the out. two guys who were, were in charge of making sure that the place was running. Like yeah. these weren't guys. Yeah, the GM was making terrible personnel decisions. Fire him before the next draft. You know, like that's fine. But he was also like making sure the paperwork got signed, and you know all the shit that is now. Now his underling is has his job, and everyone has to move up the hierarchy. There's all this chaos, uncertainty. You got this. You got old lady Ford walking around the office going, "Kill him!" You yeah. know, like like security drags people out back. It, it's. Uh, I would not buy low on the Lions right now. I just picked up Joyke Bell as an end of bench kind of move because he was a bit on free agency, and uh, I don't. I don't really want him. Uh, <laughs> I'm just know? gonna poo-poo him back yeah. to the back to the waivers with him. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like Jacksonville still right now. I think that uh, the you know the healthiness of all their players coming around. Um, you know, yeah, they 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 look like they could get some stuff done. You know, Hearn's emerging I mean, has been huge because yeah. they lost Cecil Shorts, uh, they lost Justin Blackman. Uh, they you know they they were really hurting for somebody to take all the pressure off Allen Robinson and and you know Julius Thomas wasn't healthy enough to do that at the beginning of the season. Allen Hearn's coming on real strong has been huge for that team. It's the reason that Bortles is a, is a is a every week consideration for QB one. Uh, it's the reason that they've been able to to string together a few you know offensive games even though they haven't been winning. Uh, I think that uh, I would love to own him as a WR two. Allen Robinson continues to be a monster. Mm-hmm. I just, whoa. He has the most plays of over 20 yards of anybody in the NFL over Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is huge. So um, I love Bortles in a, in, a, in a dynasty keeper kind of format. You absolutely should be looking at him. Uh, is, he, is he like the best of the, his rookie class? Absolutely not. He just has the best offensive yeah. situation, right? He's got the situation to grow yeah. into something big. And I have to believe that they draft Which, like, I feel line. the same way about Derek Carr, but in yes, kind of yes. a lesser... Yeah. I think that Bortles' uh, supporting... More. His yeah. supporting cast is better. Yeah. Um, in Oakland, you got Murray, Cooper, Crabtree. Yeah. You know, yeah. stop me. Stop, that's about stop it. Stop me there, right? Yeah. So, Marcel Reese, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, Reese, you know. Um, so, but both those guys... There's things to watch. Yeah, yeah. The Allens too, and then you got Julius Thomas, and you got T.J. Yeldon, who's been a little disappointing, but he's still, you know, decent. Well, he's brand new. Yeah, exactly. He's brand new. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, w- w- again, the big news is uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, another uh, another bell cow down. Another yep. 
you know, we just we made a list. We we listed them off. Like yeah. these are the few guys that are left. Like, and we almost forgot to put Le'Veon Bell on the list. And at the end, we were like, oh yeah, Le'Veon Bell. And look yep. at that. Like, yep. there's another one bites the dust. Although. Um, it looks like you know D'Angelo Williams will step right into that role. Yeah, I mean he's, he's own, only eighty percent of the of the value, but eighty percent is more than enough when you're averaging yeah. six yards per carry or whatever. Um, it was nice to for Melvin Gordon owners to see yeah. that Brendan Oliver is out for the rest of the season. He was the uh, the pretty much the guy who filled that role. He had no actual independent fantasy value of his no. own, other than to like ruin the fantasy value of people next to him. Yes, and that's the worst. Uh, like uh, Andre Williams in New York. The running back that just... Uh, he's one of the Giants' like 15 running backs, all of yeah. whom just have no value because Andre Williams just takes those eight touches that other people should have. Uh, yeah, I hate those kinds of situations. So uh, as much as you never, never want to see someone get hurt, it's nice just from a fantasy perspective to have some fucking clarity. Now it's Danny Woodhead and Melvin Gordon, and that's nice and easy to figure out. Also, if you haven't dropped Kaepernick in your league yet, you should. Well, there's always someone in, in every league that just you're like, why are you holding on to this? Yeah. There's a guy in our league who only just now dropped Victor Cruz. Yeah. Who, I, once again, oh. he could be the guy. I think he could be the guy He's gonna catch to a catch the Super Bowl touchdown. winning touchdown. But... For as for the season, don't even worry about him. He's, he he is horribly he, broken. Yeah, he can't even practice right now. Another team I could see turning their season around if they kind of get shit back together, and I think uh, Safarian Jenkins coming back mm. is going to help them. Is the Buccaneers because yeah. there's a team that has you know. Jameis uh, is having a really hard time adjusting in the NFL, but he's got so much talent around him. Uh, Muscle Hamster is doing quite well. Yeah, Charles yeah. Sims looks like a really great second play there. Like he's soft hands, he gets things done. And then uh, Mike Evans is fantastic. And I mean, if Vincent Jackson can get back to to full on playing for him, then yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. know he's surrounded. It's, as soon as Severian, remember Severian Jenkins, what was his week two or week one? He caught like three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like that's a giant dude. A, he was the number one or whatever ranked tight end in his draft class. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he just because people yeah, don't people forget get, about him. People get frustrated with tight ends a little too early. You know, I I, I hear people are writing off Zach Ertz, Eric Ebron, these guys. I understand why, but it's your fault for drafting them that early and expecting them to be something they're not. Mm. Tight ends take like two or three years to cook in the NFL because it's a really complicated position. You have to block like an offensive lineman and run routes like a wide receiver. So you basically have to be in two classes all the time, right? Like taking notes about shit. So uh, it takes these guys a little while to to figure out what they're doing. But now you see these Ladarius Greens, Austin Safarian Jenkins guys, they're starting to get consistent because they understand the offense, right? They finally get it. And when they do, holy fuck. Right, like a good tight end—that's money. It you is. Gotta, you got to sit on Eric Ebron for a couple of seasons in a, in a keeper format and wait for him to turn into something. Yeah. because he will. You got to. He's got the size and the position. Yeah, like, if you're going to have two tight ends on your team, you been, want one Heath Miller, who you know what you're going to get, and then you want the one upside guy. It's definitely been proven that we're in the age of of giant tight ends. Yeah, like yeah. that's where the giant plays. Absolutely. And when he does, it works out. You know, Travis Kelsey, right? Like yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, 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 what's his name in Cincy there? Uh, uh, Eifert. Eifert, yeah. yeah Eifert was another Eifert's. one where he got derailed by injury, but now it's the third season. He's finally, he understands the playbook. He's been around the team long enough. And he's, he's killing it, it right? Yeah, he's a little inconsistent, but I'm, I'd rather have him than, than nothing, which is what you get at the tight end position. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Unless you have Gary, Gary the freak of nature, Barnage. Ken Wisenhut got 
fired, right? Oh, Is that what? Thank fuck. You know? I've been calling Didn't for you that, say for that years. Uh, and so another exciting piece. For the fans of uh, shows like Undrafted, yeah. uh, Antonio Andrews has been basically told made the number one guy there. Now you know it's like being first to like he's, he's to like, like birth a cow or something. It's not he, fun to be the the top of that offense, but I, I, but I it's say, cool, and I I hope all the best for him. I have a, a a nagging suspicion that the problem in Tennessee wasn't that there wasn't talent. It was that Ken Weisenhunt didn't know what the fuck to do with the pieces he was given. Mm-hmm. And so I, Here we always, go. I always felt like, yeah, were there lots of problems with Bishop Sankey? Absolutely. But he was averaging like four yards a carry there for a stretch in his first year. And then they just kind of like, oh, he's got bad footwork. And they started, you know, like, it's like you were and I were always talking about how running backs need to get into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Antonio Andrews is probably just like a Zach Stacy, Sean Green level talent, right? He's not good. He's a four yards per carry guy like, you know, Sankey before him. But once you start just consistently giving him those touches and letting him run down the defense and get and, and get hot in the fourth quarter like these kinds of running backs do, it becomes a whole different story. And so I think that... I, I think Tennessee will surprise us a little bit now that they've just even changed coaches because um, is the new guy a genius? Absolutely not. Uh, but Ken Weisenhunt was an idiot. And they have enough talent there with Mariota, uh, you know... A, a Delaney of, Walker. Delaney Walker. They got right. You know, they've got some decent wide receivers. Uh, it should... Doyle Green. Doyle Beckham Doyle might exactly. turn into more... Like, exactly. the coach is noticing now that he's a block better. And so they're giving him stuff to focus on. Yeah. But he, once he's out on the field and understands that playbook more... He'll catch the balls. We're going to see some guy, weapons yeah. for Mariota finally step into. Exactly. So I, I see a lot of these... So once you start running the ball consistently with whoever, pick one. I don't give a fuck. They're all okay. Mm-hmm. Just start running them over and over and over again. Start putting Dorio Green Beckham in your red zone packages and stop, you know, hiding him under a shrub because he's pretty good. Yeah. You know, he's got like the highest roots per target of, of anyone in the NFL or, or one of the highest. So, like, I would like to see a, a couple of games before I really bought into this. But if you, I think it's a plausible scenario that Tennessee becomes a more viable fantasy team. Uh, they, they're probably still going to be losing games, but their guys are going to be putting up more points. Is there anything else to talk about in the NFL, man? I mean, that's a whole show. J.J. Uh, Watt uh, once was lost and now is found. Well, he uh, he never... Yeah, exactly. Like, so you were never he, saying, He was right? never yeah. really lost. Yeah. He just, you know... There was a, there he's going to go up and down, but his down is still 10 points, so... There were, that week, uh, two weeks ago, when he had, like, one point in fantasy, mm-hmm. I, saw, I was reading through, like, Pro Football Focus or someone's Twitter, and they were saying, yeah, J.J. Watt only had one tackle, and he had 11 quarterback pressures, where he was, yeah. like, just... A, like where a, he was the most terrifying he was like thing a in a grown man's from, life yeah, exactly, 11 times just, in a row. Exactly. So, I told I told uh, the owner of J.J. Watt in our league, I was like, listen, don't do anything. He'll He'll be fine. Of course, of course. Sure enough. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think that's it for this week. I mean, yeah. we went like, like. Hopefully, the injuries are done. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I've avoided crossed. serious bad news, mm-hmm. but uh, can't wait to watch this Sunday. Yeah, th- this is this is a lesson in in paying attention to running back depth charts. Uh, uh, same as the Kendall, uh, excuse me, Trek Hendrick West situation, uh, where. 
you own Jamal Charles and you were handcuffing him, but you had the wrong handcuff with Nell mm-hmm. Davis because we were we, we there was like a and the week before it all went down, I was going to switch yeah. and I didn't yeah. listen to myself. Yeah, and and uh, the owner of uh, uh, D'Angelo Williams in our in our league recently just dropped him because he got I guess he got tired of holding on to one of the most valuable handcuffs in football. Yeah, and two weeks later, it's fucking him raw. So you know, make sure that you have. Yeah, is is Christine Michael sexy? No, but when Darren McFadden gets injured, he will be. You know, sometimes you just need to hold on to these guys and, and hope for it. I'd rather have a guy like that than a guy like Dexter McCluster who's just there. And yeah, okay, he gives you five to eight points every week, and that has its value. But ugh, if unless you're starting him, don't bother. Cool. So that's the concussion protocol episode, episode uh, eight. eight. Back to just talking about regular shit. Yeah. Pretty soon we're going to be talking about something other than football because we're already halfway through the season. Yeah. It's depressing. We need to record ourselves yammering now. It's kind of kind of like a drug. <laughs> well, good luck this week, and uh, make sure that you practice safe handcuffs. Bye. Bye. Bye.